Welcome back to the programme. Now, tomorrow uh, starts uh, RTE on Climate Change Week and it's to coincide with the annual Science Week. And we're joined by Ian Robertson, Professor of Psychology at Trinity College, Dublin, to talk about what's now called, as it were, officially, um, eco-anxiety. And it's becoming quite a mental health issue right now and you were you were at the uh, web summit wasn't I was yes 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 and it's a it's a serious issue that's been treated very seriously in of all places the United States yes I I I hate I hate the medicalization of realistic anxiety and it's not it's not a syndrome I remember you know I I had nuclear anxiety when I was in 19 you know early 60s during the the, the confrontation in the Cold War. So it's it's young people being understandably anxious about the future of the world and anxiety is, is oh. a motivator of change. And so I hate the medicalization and the creating of syndromes. It doesn't it doesn't help. And and is that what they are doing? Yes, I think so. Because, um, you know, young, it, it kind of, you know, Greta Thornburg and, and, the, and, the, and the people she has, has um, mobilized, I mean, they, um, it kind of subverts what they're doing to say, oh, there are young people suffering from an anxiety, let's treat it. I mean, that, that doesn't make sense. They are, they are justifiably worried about the state of the globe and they're the ones going to reap the, the whirlwind rather than older people like, like us. And maybe that is reasonable, therefore, that it, the younger you are, the more likely you are to be to have that anxiety, Perhaps, absolutely, and we're now you know now these people have a hundred year perspective, and uh, you know in a hundred years is where it's going to really kick in, right? Uh, as well as beforehand, uh, yeah, absolutely. Now, um, the uh, on, on the you say the headlines are real enough. Oh, oh, oh yes. So I, I, there's no doubt about it that um, climate change. We we have to do something about it in the next ten years, and uh, so the the degree of anxiety and anger and apathy is under. And why is there apathy? Well, if you don't feel, if you feel something is inevitable, that, and if you feel you don't have control, these are recipes. The recipes. For apathy. So the human, what distinguishes humans from other species is not problem solving, it's not language, it's not tool use, it's, it's the ability to envisage things in the future that don't exist and work towards them. And that requires confidence. So, and confidence has two components. One is the belief that you can do something, and the second one is the belief that if you do something, good things or, or the right things will happen. So that's the can do and the can happen. Yeah. And so, if you have, if you, if you, only, if you have um, uh, neither can do nor can happen beliefs, then you will be apathetic. That actually affects your brain. It will lead you to zone out and say, "There's nothing I can do." But that's a state of apathy. If you believe you can do, but it won't happen, that leads to anger. Okay, that's a sense of frustration. If you believe that you you can't do, but it could happen if you did, that leads to anxiety. It's only when you get the two of them together, the can do and the can happen beliefs, you get oh. activation. So that's the fourth, the, you know, the, the the state we want people to have to to, to pressure for policy yes. change because that's but the only isn't thing. Isn't anger very, very valid, and isn't it very powerful? Like if you take that young girl's yeah. anger. She stopped us all in our tracks. Exactly. exactly. And, you know, anger is a very interesting emotion because it's very empowering and motivating. And it, but it's a negotiation tool. That's what it is, its function in human evolution. And the worst thing you can do is to have 
anger that's diffuse, that's against the system, that it's against, that's anger that doesn't have a clear target and a clear request for change. If you harness anger to, um, to a target, for instance, a government, and a request for change, we need a different policy on climate change, that then becomes very empowering. That actually lifts people's mood. It decre- it's a natural antidepressant. It's a natural anti-anxiety drug, that kind of a- activation. So I think... Pessimistic anxiety is, is, is a, or, or pessimism even without anxiety, fatalism, are very dangerous emotions. I think what we have to do is to realise that Greta Thornberg, I'm not saying her, but other people yeah. as well, what they have to do is to give people hope that stuff can be done. And that has to be at the policy level. It's can not I, individual change. It has to be at policy yeah, level. As yeah, as well as individual change. I mean, change, the individual yeah. change sounds like you've been a very good person. Yeah. But, I mean, when you think of what's happening worldwide and yeah. globally, um, whether you have spinach or steak seems to me not to be yeah. add up. I was going to say a hill of beans, but you would all cringe <laughs> if I did. Um, I, I just wanted to come to you. Um, you're on the climate change mm-hmm. um, advisory council. Yeah, yeah advisory council. Mm. I mean, that young woman did capture people's imagination. She stopped us in our tracks. Yeah, no, without a doubt. And uh, actually, can I firstly say, I mean, normally when I'm discussing climate change issues, I'm opposite engineers and climate scientists. It's the first time I've dealt with a psychologist on this. Now. So uh, Enos put a whole load of issues into my head uh, that, that I'm well, sort of trying good. to... It is good. Yeah. Uh, but let me put it like this. I mean, I, I think uh, for, for quite a long time, there, there was, a, uh, I think, a failure to actually engage with the scale of the challenge that's there. Uh, I think there was also a bit of a sense of sometimes if a challenge is presented, uh, there's a sense of, oh, my God, it's so big. We're not going to be able to do anything about this. Uh, I think partly Greta Thunberg, again, sort of, I think, raising the consciousness has been very, very positive. I think I actually have to say, in sitting on the Climate Council, rather than getting terribly pessimistic, we would have a lot of people in who were talking about things like the sort of technological developments and things like solar energy, wind energy, the sort of falling costs of these things sort of things. Things that can be done. Yeah, and there's, yeah, I mean, there is a sense that, yes, the challenge is absolutely huge but it is actually manageable but again back to the point about who, who is like individual actions are important but there is no doubt uh, that state actions are, are really where we need to go and I think to, for people to start getting comfortable yeah. and if I can tell you a tiny little example of this yeah. uh, somebody, the, somebody from the ESB was talking about this that you know these sort of smart meters uh, where you can track your energy usage and then maybe put the boiler on at night when the usage uh, evidence to suggest that these things often work for about a month or two okay <laughs> that you get these sort of things installed and people will react as individuals but that ultimately you need the power system to be re-engineered so that it's the sort of it's the major state action so I think you know we need individual but my god we really need state action here as well right Um, the web summit Web Summer was fascinating, 70,000 Ed- 70, people, uh, incredible. Edward yeah. Snowden? Edward Snowden speaking live from Moscow, I mean, giving it to Facebook. Everyone was giving it to Facebook for, for what, they're, what they're doing or not doing. Um, Michel Barnier uh, talking about the future of Europe, and the first thing he said was uh, the first priority for the future of Europe is peace on the island of Ireland. And, and he got applause. I mean, that, that, that was incredible. And then the second thing is trade deals, but it has to be trade deals, not just profit. Right. 
So it sounded like it was all going to be pretty uh, terrific uh, to have been there. I wish I had more time with you, but we're all out. And I know that it's Science Week this week, and there's a big thing in the papers today about a place called Explorium, which does all these interactive science things and gather. It's terrific, and they're doing special offers this week. And I've told you about the programme, but that's all we have time for for today. So 